ruined that one right at the end. Right at the end. The but 90 minute game, Michael. And if you're not going to play to the final whistle, might as well not play at all. <laughs> Tipping Liverpool to stay up this year. <laughs> Thanks for explaining how the Premier League works then. Enjoy that now. No. Uh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and Jake Wilson is uh, is mouthing every single word I'm saying, and that's totally not off-putting at all. Uh, <laughs> and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Mr. Jake Wilson of Match of the Day. That was actually quite funny. I, I actually enjoyed that. But uh, of Match of the Day magazine, uh, Mr. Jake Wilson, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm comforted by those words now. The uh, the flickers it's... of intonation. I know how it's going to go. It, it's like a little blanket to me. So um, yeah, I appreciate hearing that, Michael. How are and you? It, it is like the one con- in an ever changing world. There is a constant, and that is the intro to the Football Times podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let the tones just wash over you. Anyway, let's get on with the let's get on with the podcast. Uh, yeah, good to see you doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you with your little fresh trim over there. We've all had haircuts since the last episode. Nice little. Is that a bit of a fade going on? Do I do I detect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly was. 0.5 the the skin fade was it was a few pounds too expensive so i went as short as it could go without tipping over the uh <laughs> tipping over to the next band fair play the next band <laughs> <laughs> i uh i kept my i kept it a little bit long you know it's nearly, anyway anyway yeah. we're talking about hair let's talk about premier league football because there's a lot of premier league football coming up this weekend uh and it starts tomorrow night well or tonight depends on when you're listening to this podcast it starts on friday night with Friday Night Football. Uh, it's Everton versus Tottenham. It's an eight o'clock kickoff. It's on Sky Sports, Premier League, main event, and Now TV. Uh, or just rebranded as Now. Um, Everton. Um, Everton, a little bit in danger of losing a bit of steam at the, in their, their sort of quest for Europe, which of, of either variety, Champions or Europa League. Uh, four games without a win. Uh, they're in a bit of a strange position, aren't they? I feel like they're kind of on the edge. They're, they're, it's a bit of a knife-edge situation for them. Um, you know, they, they could actually drop out of the top 10 even if, if Arsenal and Leeds sort of turn up and and uh, and have a go at the end of the season. Leeds will we'll come to in a bit. Um, but yeah, you feel like they've got to sort of turn a corner in this one, really, Everton. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're right. The, they have lost steam, I'd say, rather than, you know, in potential losing it. They've gone backwards of late. Um, early March, they were one point off the top four. Um, and now, you know, the last two games, draws at home to Palace, that Batshuayi goal last minute, and then nil-nil away at Brighton. Those aren't the results of a team that, you know, is looking to get Champions League football, as Everton are. They're not too many points off uh, West Ham. You know, two, two wins and they're, and they're right back there. Um, but it, it does seem too far away. It does seem like they've lost that momentum. And I think, Injuries have played such a massive role in that. Let me read you the injury risk, Michael, because uh, it is uh, is impressive and it's it's the caliber of names, let alone the uh, the number. So you've got Fabian Delph out, Abdoulaye Decore out, Bernard Pickford, Alan, Andre Gomez, Gabaman again. It's out. DCL's out, and Yeri Mina. That is players in like basically every position across the pitch, um, and it, it leaves players like Richarlison a lot to do to um, win games for their team. Then the midfield obviously isn't what it wants to be. Having Olsen or, or Javagini in goal is not ideal, um, even though, you know, Angelotti does like Olsen. 
Um, but it, it's that disruption that, that at this point in the season where, where momentum is so key, I think we're going to come back to that with momentum on this pod. Everton haven't got it and, and, and chasing for those top spots, pushing to look for, for success. If they don't get Europe. That You can't really see their season as, as a success from, yeah. from the start. You know, they were top at one point uh, early on in the season. So Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, I think they've, they've been a bit unlucky with injuries. Obviously, like you say, there's a lot of injuries there, and and, and not just quantity; it's it's the the quality of injuries <laughs> or the quality of the players who are injured. But again, I was thinking like that the I don't say this in a sort of tabloidy, you know, Carlo Ancelotti sack pressure or whatever like that. Nothing like that. But Ancelotti is under a sort of a health, uh, probably a healthy pressure. I think now. I, I think he's sort of he's had a bit of time with this team. You know, he, he's not just coming in at the end of a season. He's had a couple of transfer windows. Um, I'm, I'm certainly, certainly not suggesting that he's he's done a bad job. I'm certainly not suggesting uh, that you know he's got to win the next few games or got to finish in the top six. But but there is that little bit of pressure on on Ancelotti to actually you know. Um, turn this squad into one that can sort of challenge for the top six very regularly and and actually get there. Um, again, you look at the table now; they've got a game in hand over over most of the teams. Um, they're four points off the bottom half. If they won that game in hand, they would be four points off the top four. So it's it, it is very much in the balance. And I'm not saying Ancelotti needs to sort of you know needs Europe this season, but. I think there is a bit of pressure on him just just to just to show that there are signs of progress considering how much like I say it's it's very evident they've spent a lot of money again and and you kind of want a bit more certainty in their season as opposed to this we've got eight games to go they could finish 11th or 4th yeah i think i think you're right i think Ancelotti will have will have wanted uh, europe in the bag or, or to look slightly more comfortable you know just just a win or two more really would have sorted them out. Win those last two games, four more points, you know, level on points with Liverpool. That is sort of looking rosy. But in this giant asterisk of a season, you can't can't bet on anything. You can't count on any result. Um the the run-ins are going to be really important for, for every team. But for, for Angelotti going forward for next, um I think yeah, these these eight or nine games uh, are going to be key for, for the outlook. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, obviously, yes, Everton, Spurs. I guess Spurs are in a kind of we don't we, we talk about Spurs quite a bit, but I, I guess they're in a, a bit of an identical situation, really, to Everton. They're, they're they're very similar in the league. I guess they probably expected more this season. Manager under some pressure. Um, I guess Mourinho is under a lot more pressure than than Ancelotti is. Um, and yeah, it's it's a, again it's another big seven seven games from the end of the season, which they could, like I say, they could finish top four. They could finish eleventh. It's it's a it's a very big game for both of these sides. Um, how do you see it going? What's your prediction for this one? It's so hard to know. Um, it, it feels like a draw to me because um, both sides need it. But Spurs are in and such. I'm more negative on you than you on Spurs. I think they're mm. they're in a, a real odd situation. Um, obviously, Bale hasn't worked as much as he had that hot spell. They were humbled in Zagreb in the Europa League. Um, they've probably got more Europa League on the way, hopefully. Uh, and then it will end this end of the month. They've got that cup final against Man City, which feels like their their season rides on a little bit. So they're all gearing up to that. Um, and. I think until that cup final, we won't know until this experiment is going to continue or or maybe we'll, we'll come to a slightly abrupt end. Um, mm. But 1-1 keeps everything everything in motion, <laughs> doesn't it? 
I, I'm leaning towards Spurs based on the fact that they have a couple of match winners in there. I think the likes of Kane, the likes of Son can still claw results out of nowhere, even if the team doesn't warrant it, doesn't deserve it. And I think with Everton, like I say, with Olsen in goal, um, you know, I, th- I think they've looked a little bit unsettled without Pickford. I, I, I fancy Spurs to nick it, maybe 1-0, but I say that with such little certainty and <laughs> it really could go either way, uh, shaping up to be a good Friday night football encounter. Uh, moving on to Saturday, we have West Ham versus Newcastle, two big teams. In fact, it's the other way around. It's Newcastle versus West Ham. Uh, on Saturday the 17th, it's a 12.30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League main event and now uh, completely styled that one out. Um... Yeah, I guess Newcastle. Let's talk about Newcastle. Win a game, the whole complexion changes. I think we've said this for a while. It's it's relegation battles are so easy to get out of once you actually start to get out of them, <laughs> or it, it looks far more simple than it actually is. Because one win for Newcastle, they've now got thirty-two points with seven games left. They've now only lost one of their last five. It like suddenly, suddenly you can put a completely different spin on that entire situation just by scoring two goals against Burnley. It's crazy. It is. And with Fulham losing to Wolves on the the last Friday night football, that was it. We spoke about it on the pod previously. That was going to be huge. If it would have been the other way around and Fulham would have won and Newcastle would have lost, they would be talking about a completely different situation. But Newcastle, three points in the bag. ASM coming on and putting in an absolute worldly performance in what, 35 minutes of a, of a sub uh, sub cameo. Uh, Callum Wilson coming back. It, it looks a lot rosier now than it did uh, even a week ago. So, uh, yeah, Newcastle with ASM back. They only won two of 13 games without him this season, but have won six in 18 with him. So mm. I think that is very clear that um, ASM equals Newcastle points. Mm, I don't think he gives them... I don't think he's that guy who is like the 15-goal, 15-assist sort of player. I don't think he's... He's not the world-beater that some people can make him out to be in terms of production rate. But I, I've i said it before, I'll say it again, he is sort of the rival player who I just look at and think, I would love you in my football team. And and just that little out ball, the way he runs with the ball, even if it doesn't go anywhere, he's terrifying defenders. And it's it's almost the, it's, it's the numbers that he doesn't get, it's the stats he doesn't get sometimes, it's the... It's yeah, it's just that out ball, that other opportunity to to break away and actually give your opponent something to think about, rather than just focusing on their strengths and and what they can do to you. He does a similar job to Troy at Wolves. He causes disruption, mm. and I think that is so key with the amount of organised defences the Premier League sees these days. That is kind of you know the first point: get your defence in check. If you can disrupt them, you can get them move in different directions and, and pull that out of positions. St. Maximan does that, and other people can capitalise. They've got they've got winners in there. Newcastle. We've said mm. this. We've said Willock can do it. Wilson back is massive. Almiron pops up. Jolinton scored a lovely goal a couple of weeks ago. They do have people to score goals. Um, they just need those chances to be made. And indirectly, as much as directly, ASM does that. Mm. Yeah, I think credit to them because those heads were completely dropped a few weeks ago. Um, we've we, we've criticised those players quite a lot. Uh, again, the West Brom game sort of sticks in my mind as just one where they looked like a team who were accepted to going down uh, and, and sort of being split apart and, and getting big moves elsewhere, potentially. But... 
Um, fair play to them because they have actually, like you say, there are a few names, Joe Linton, Almiron, um, they have actually sort of turned up in recent weeks and uh, and given them a fighting chance. There is so so little in it at the bottom. And so sometimes there is so little quality in those teams when you see them during 90 minutes that any bit of quality is going to um, is going to shine through. So so St. Maximan and, and Callum Wilson, I think we're going to talk about Wilson in a little while. Um, they're just like, like very good uh yeah, the match-winning players, similar to Spurs, similar to Spurs, even if they don't, the rest of the team doesn't quite deserve it. If you've got those players in your team, you have a fighting chance. And uh, big game against West Ham. Um, West Ham, plenty to play for. Uh, Burnley, I, I was trying to think of, you know, Burnley did have much to play for last week and, and did Newcastle sort of exploit that, but Burnley are being sucked into it now. Um, so maybe they, they were fighting on all, all fronts. Um, West Ham will obviously be fighting on all fronts. Uh, could be a tough game for Newcastle. Uh, how do you think this one is going to, to play out? What do, you, what do you make of it? I'm not sure West Ham are going to lose again this season. I really don't. I think I think they could easily go the rest of the season unbeaten. Their running is Newcastle this week, then they've got Chelsea at home, which is obviously a, a very tough game. But then Burnley away, Everton at home, and then three away games, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. You know, West Ham could win every single one of those mm. and, and it not be out of the realms of possibility. I think they'll start with a win here. I think they will beat Newcastle. I think they've got the momentum. They've got the fight. They've got the fire to get that. European football, they will be talking, um, you know, you know, in hushed tones about the Champions League. They're in fourth. Why not? Um, and I think anything less than um, European football um, is is will be a disappointment. But um, full credit to them, and uh, my confidence is with the Hammers. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with West Ham in this one as well. I think um, even though Newcastle have improved, I think they're probably this is one of those games where they'll set up for a draw and, and still lose, if that makes sense. I feel like they'll set up for a draw and I think it'll be a narrow one. I think it'll be a 1-0 West Ham or a 2-1 West Ham. Uh, but I think Newcastle would probably take a draw here. Um, it's sort of Bruce's style, I think, to be able to do that against, against teams higher up the league. Um, and, and that wouldn't be a bad result at all. I'd like to say West Ham in great, great form. We'll come to them a little bit. Um, we're going to be discussing the Champions League battle in more depth very, very soon. So we'll come to them. Um, yeah, I'm going with a, I'm going with a, a narrow West Ham win. But um, but I, I expect Newcastle to make them work for it and, and not be too easy to break down. Uh, and moving on, I'm, I'm 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 out of breath thinking about this game already. It's a Monday night football game. It's Monday <laughs> the nineteenth of April. It's it's making me. It's just making me tired reading the, the the name out of this matchup. Leeds United versus Liverpool. Whew. It's eight o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League main event. And now. Um, I mean that is an energy sapping encounter if ever you've seen one. Um, did you watch? Did you watch Champions League this week? Did you see Real Madrid Liverpool last night? I saw bits of it yesterday. I didn't see the whole game, but um, Liverpool seemed to have a lot of the ball and a lot of chances, and they did not put them in the net, Michael. Mm, but I, I was. We'll come to that in a second. But their intensity—they were. That was a little bit. That first half was old Liverpool back, and it was. It was quite surreal to watch, actually, because I was like, hang on, Liverpool actually are a great football team. Um, Trent was bombing forward. They had Wijnaldum, who I absolutely love, Wijnaldum, just getting through so much of the dirty work in the middle. Um, Salah was running about, you know, running everywhere. He, was, he just popped up all across the pitch. 
Um, it was. It felt like all Liverpool, and it felt like an intensity that we haven't seen this season, and that they've probably lacked uh, against Leeds. Who <laughs> we'll come to Leeds in a bit, but Leeds are just <sighs> man. Those boys need a. They need a lie in. <laughs> they've earned a lie in. <laughs> yeah, this one Monday night after you've stared at your laptop for eight hours, and you're gonna you rub your eyes, you know, maybe go walk around the block, and then you're gonna sit down for Leeds Liverpool. Your eyes are going to be so tired, pinging <laughs> from left to right. Um, it is going to be one heck of an encounter. Um, and um, let me just give a shout out to Jeannie Wijnaldum as well. I've got written down in my notes here, Michael. Little Jeannie Wijnaldum loving here. Um, Jeannie will be missed if he leaves this summer. That turn on Cruise, oofed. <laughs> that turn on Cruise, oofed. Uh, I, I, I love him. I don't. I mean, he's leaving because he's not an automatic first choice sort of he wants to be the I guess one of the bigger names that kind of is that the vibe I've not really followed the Van Alden stuff quite as as closely I know Koeman's over at Barcelona as well I think that's it I think Koeman at Barca just seemed like the move you know he's getting he's getting not on a bit but he's getting towards that twilight um 30 odd um and last big move big paycheck on a free transfer it makes sense it makes sense for him it makes mm. sense for everyone yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like the idea. If it was a good Barcelona team, I'd be sort of fair play, mate. Go, just go, go across there and absolutely boss it in La Liga. But there's a little bit of me that's just like, for Liverpool, I, I hope they appreciate him as much as he should be because I think he gets through so much work and he's he's part a large part of the reason why they won the league last year and why they um, won the Champions League before that. So. Yeah, I think I think lose Vinaldo at your peril because he, um, you know, he might not be the most. He's not Thiago or Fabino, sort of the most fashionable player, um, but he just he's so effective. Um, in saying that, he probably should have scored. Should have scored last night, and uh, he wasn't the only one either. Mohamed Salah, another couple of chances, uh, really should have put them put one away. Um, I actually thought they played well enough to not just beat Real, but comfortably beat Real last night. That first half. Um, I mean, if you'd said to me that on that first half performance, it was two or three nil, I would have just said, yeah, fair, fair play. Um, but once again, clinical, clinical finishing is just lacking Liverpool at the moment. Um, there's a real, I know you're going you're gonna to say the I'm stat, aren't you? Oh, no. You know the stat, Mike. That you was know my stat. stat. <laughs> you say it, mate. You say it. I'll let you have it. You know what? I've talked too much here. Fire away. You may fire when ready. Liverpool have had 129 shots at Anfield in 2021. Michael, do you want to tell them how many goals they've scored? Um, well, actually, Jake, they've, scored, they've had more shots than that at Anfield. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that, that was going around 129. It's actually 139. <laughs> so I don't want to say you got the stat wrong, but um, I'm very happy you did. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. We did all right. We did all right. 139 shots, and they've scored three goals at Anfield this season from that. From those 139 shots at Anfield in 2021, they've scored three times. I'm devastated at that, that mate. I feel like I've, I've let everyone down. <laughs> that one. I'm sorry. I've just completely rinsed you in front of everyone. This might like, be my resignation, Michael. Um, <laughs> just absolutely pulled your pants down here in the schoolyard. It's terrible. In, in right, you'll have it in writing by the end of the day. <laughs> oh man, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm keeping that in. I'm going to keep that in. Quite enjoyed that. Oh, great, um, great. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> human. <laughs> Moving He's human. on. 
<laughs> Tell me about it, though. Tell me about Liverpool. Talk to me. Yeah, like you said, upturning form, um, getting getting Jota back has put a bit of bit of life into their front line. Even though um, they still can't score, Mane um, has had a very dry patch in front of goal. Salah isn't the clinical that he was, so that's a bit of an issue. But a few players back in the positions they should be playing in. We spoke about this: Jordan Henderson playing, you know, in, in different positions and how that affected the team. Now you've got Fabinho back in defensive midfield, maybe the best defensive midfielder in the league, back in the position where he is maybe the best in the league. You've got two centre-backs who, who seem to be working quite well together, Kabak and, and Phillips. Um, Kabak, um, some, some nice moments I saw from him yesterday, um, even though <laughs> Alisson had nothing to do. Um, so so there are there are green, green shoots there. Obviously, these aren't the Liverpool team. They don't have that cutting edge. They're not putting their chances away as um, I tried to explain, but then you did explain. Um, but there's some players there with points to prove uh, in these last few games. Uh, they, they aren't seemingly in the, in the, in, on the front of the race mm. for the Champions League. So um, yeah, before, before the Europa League maybe beckons mm. next Interesting. season. So, Interesting. Uh, points to prove. Yeah, I caught a bit of the debate afterwards um, on BT, and they were, I think Michael Owen was kind of fair actually when he he sort of said, "I don't think if they did finish in the Europa League, that's not kind of the end of this Liverpool era. I think you're going to take a few years, sort of thing, before of, of Europa League before the likes of Salah, Mane, people like that would think about leaving. I think I think even if they finish Europa League this year, um, I think they'll keep the core of that squad together. The injured players will come back. Van Dijk will, will come back. And and I think they'll be a force again next year. I really do think they'll be in the title race next year and, and it'll be a very close title race next year. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this season, I think if they get top four this season, I genuinely, genuinely think you can put it down as a good season. I think, I think obviously, they haven't defended the title. Very few teams actually do defend the title there's not a lot of difference between second third and fourth it's it's just the Champions League I don't think anybody really gets a massive buzz unless you're Jose Mourinho at finishing second um, I, I just think I think if they can turn this around and get top four Klopp will look at that and say you know what we had our two most influential uh, I'm not saying best but I'm saying influential in Van Dijk and Henderson players missing, two of the key parts of the spine of that team missing for the majority of it. Um, and I think you can look back at that season and say, you know what, messy, but we got the job done if they get top four. Uh, so a big, big finale to the season. Um, but they need a big performance in this next game against Leeds United. Um, just a quick word on Leeds, but they're finding consistency. I think um, I, I tipped them to struggle, actually, for fitness by the end. I thought it was going to be Maybe one of those where they get up to 40 points and then uh, and then they just sort of <sighs> decompress and then they sort of they, they, they fall away potentially or just the fitness levels. I mean, how to maintain that across a whole year, uh, the way they play. But they're getting better. <laughs> they drew with Chelsea. They beat Fulham, beat Sheffield United and beat Manchester City. I mean, that performance last week was brilliant. Just brilliant. And I know everybody, the all the memes about Leeds fans and the Leeds would have taken more and all that sort of stuff. I was genuinely gutted that there weren't any Leeds fans there for that. Love them or hate them. I wanted limbs. I wanted bodies spilling onto that pitch and just like everybody erupting with sheer, sheer joy. Uh, massive shame 
uh, we couldn't see that. But a pleasure to have Leeds in the Premier League and a pleasure to have them for next season in the Premier League. Um, can't wait for the full Leeds United experience, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, yeah, what, what do you make of them? I think this Leeds are the exact sort of side Liverpool won't want to be playing right now. Like you said, three wins on the spin. They've got the momentum. They are full of belief. Bielsa has got them teeming with self-confidence. And uh, frankly, like you said, they've got nothing to lose. They can go here and play their game, attack Liverpool. We saw at the beginning of the season how how end-to-end the game was and and how it could have gone either way. I think it will be the same here. I think we'll see some goals. I think we'll see some mistakes. I think we'll see some some high pressing. Um, And uh, frankly, I can't wait. I think that's a great Monday night's entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, in terms of predictions, I kind of want to see a draw. And yet, looking at that, looking at this, Liverpool haven't drawn in the last five. Leeds have drawn three all season. Um, the stats aren't really suggesting a draw is going to happen here. It feels a bit of an all or nothing. It feels like somebody's going to win this 2-0. Uh, and I I can't really pick between the two. I, I, I want to lean on Liverpool. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like Leeds Leeds still have a loss in them. They still have a defeat in them. Liverpool have improved. They've maybe got a little bit less on their minds now the Champions League's over and a lot to play for still. I, I'm going to say Liverpool and I'm going to say 2-1. Um, I, I mean, Leeds could win this 3-0. I, I, it's, it's really that unpredictable. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm leaning towards Liverpool, but you really can't trust them this season. And um, it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a brave man who bets against Leeds United. Absolutely, and uh, you can catch all those games across the various uh, various channels, Sky and BT, etc. Um, this weekend, come to RadioTimes.com/slash/tv/slash/sport uh, for all of the latest dates, times. Channels for your diary, whatever you want to call them. Um, moving swiftly on, we're going to have a bit of a chat of, about FPL uh, before we look at the Champions League battle and just generally talk about how good PSG Bayern was. Uh, but first, yes, Fantasy Premier League. Any big old tips for us? How's it going, Mr. Wilson? It's going all right. I think I'm, I'm ticking along nicely. Um, I think everyone's lost a little bit of momentum with FPL um, at the minute. But the big call is uh, DCL. He's, uh, he's orange this week. Um, didn't play last week, which is good for me because Matthias Pereira came off the bench, got me a nice little uh, points boost. But um, there isn't an obvious replacement for Cavett-Lewin in the price packet. Uh, Cavani is a little tiny bit more expensive. And I think with Martial being out, he would be the obvious one. But I don't have the cash for him and I don't have the cash for Lacazette. Um, and then I don't trust Chris Wood's fixtures now. So I'm a little bit lost on that one. So I may just have to hold um, a hobbled DCL. What would you do, Michael? Uh, not a clue. <laughs> um, I'm looking at uh, so I'm looking at Cavani, and I actually do have a little bit uh, a little bit of spare cash, so I could actually afford Cavani in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just put Calvert Lewin in actually a couple of weeks ago, um, so that's not worked out very well. <sighs> I'm 0.1 mil. I've got 8.2 in the bank if I took DCL out, and Lacazette is 8.3. I also just never ever trust Arsenal at any opportunity. Just they will let you down. Sorry, Arsenal fans, they will. Um, and Burnley, like say Vidra and Wood, I like, I like, I like the Vidra shout. If you need a a bargain sort of bench player or um, a third striker, don't think he's quite there if you're playing two up front. Um, 
Mm, yeah, Vidra, if anybody, I think, out of those, just purely because 4.8 million, can't argue with that at all. Um, but I'm leaning Cavani. Uh, I'm leaning Cavani. And looking at their fixtures, got Burnley next. Uh, they have Leeds, Liverpool, Villa, Leicester, Fulham, Wolves. There's some winnable games in there. And I think Cavani's the sort of player who will score against any team. I think he turns up for the big games. Uh, so I don't think the fact that, you know, they've got... Leeds and Liverpool coming up. I don't think that should put you off from Cavani. Um, I'm leaning. I've, I've talked myself into Cavani here. <laughs> um, obviously, a player I can't afford. So thank you, Michael. Yeah, for rubbing yeah, that in. You've got one you've, away from getting him. You've got Inacho, don't you? Yes, I've got Inacho. Yeah, I was going to um, say if Inacho. if you're at home, do not have Inacho. Then what are you doing? Uh, they have West Brom, Crystal Palace, both at home coming up. Then Southampton away. Then Newcastle at home. Four, uh, four games all in the the green bracket of fixture difficulty. Uh, so get on board with those. I'm still thinking about Chelsea defenders. So I went quite heavy with Chelsea defenders. Um, they've got a bit of a mixed running coming up. But Brighton next. I fancy a couple of Brighton defenders, uh, Chelsea defenders to to knit a few clean sheets there. Uh, and obviously Jesse Lingard. I mean. It's just obvious, isn't it? That's not really a tip. That's just a, if you if you don't, you're a moron. So stack up on West West Ham. Cheers, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Lingard. I haven't, I haven't been able to figure him into oh. my team yet, but uh, maybe next week. Maybe I'll hold on DCL and see if I can uh, work well, could, something. Could you do both? Could you take DCL and Link, DCL and a midfielder out? Cavani and Lingard in. I do not take points hits, Michael. Oh, I do not take points hits. Partial I'm dogmatic on that. Oh, interesting. I quite like that. I quite like a, a disciplined disciplined Mr. Wilson over there. Um, whatever you're doing this weekend, um, yeah, hope you get that one right. There's a lot of a lot of points to, up for grabs and uh, get using those chips as well soon. I think, um, when does Spurs, when's Spurs double game week coming in? That's soon, isn't it? Or is it this? This week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's your captain choice sorted. Uh, Spurs, I... I don't really fancy Spurs defenders. No. I'm not really fancying defenders. This is a week for Harold Edward Kane. It really is, isn't it? It's Kane and Son or bust, really. Lucas Moura had an absolute push, but even then I'm not really feeling it. Like, I'm not. I said that and I wasn't confident when I said it, so let's just forget that I said that. Uh, and moving on, I guess that segues us nicely kind of, in a roundabout sort of way, uh, into the Champions League battle. Uh, we've chatted about a couple of the teams in the mix for Champions League football. Um, I'm going to basically say from Leicester City in third down to, let's just go the whole top half. <laughs> no, no, I think I think Everton, Everton to Leicester, I think third to eighth, have a shout. I'm going to put Arsenal and Leeds on the sidelines. Um, just for now, I think I'm going to cut them out because, look, there's a lot of teams. They're not going to climb past them all. Um, I think Everton, Everton and Spurs kind of the outsiders. Liverpool are an unknown quantity. They could go either way. Uh, Chelsea, West Ham and Leicester are kind of the favourites in there. What do, you, what do you see going on in this Champions League, pal? It's so, so hard. I think uh, you mentioned Leicester's, Leicester's next four games, West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. 12 points there. Champions League football could could be in the bag. They've got some hard games to to win their season. Chelsea and Man United among them. So, so I think these next four games are important for them. West Ham, like I said, their running is is great. If the, if Chelsea don't beat them um, in a, in a, a few games time, 
that that could be it. You know, mm. West Ham couldn't give might not give them the space to earn that one point back. Um, Chelsea's running hard. They've got West Ham. They've got City away. They've got Arsenal, Leicester, and Villa. It's those three teams. They all deserve Champions League football for me. But we don't have five spaces. We have four. Um, Thanks, Jake. And, uh, <laughs> that's it. That is how the Premier League works. <laughs> um, He's heard um, the intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've um, I, I wrote my uh, my three to eight table uh, in mm. prep for this. Um, and in third, I've got Leicester. And then fourth and fifth, I've crossed out um, seven times here, as I've written down. And nice. I've gone, I've gone with West Ham in fourth and Chelsea in fifth. Uh, Liverpool six, Spurs, uh, Everton seventh and eighth. I think just, you know, sometimes you've you got to look and you've got to decide, do I want to believe in something or do I want to um, believe against something? And I believe in something, Michael. And I believe in David Moyes. <laughs> wow. That was such an impassioned speech. I love that. Sorry, I'm, I'm tearing up. He's tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think Leicester are in there. I think Leicester are fine. I think. But they are only two points ahead and they've lost their last two okay. games. It's very close. I, I think the next four games, I think they will pick up enough points to put themselves in prime position. I'm going to go with Leicester and I'm going to go with... I am going to go with West Ham, you know. I, I weirdly... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go one further on this. I think... This could look very silly and knee-jerky and bandwagony. I can see West Ham coming in third and <laughs> Leicester in fourth. I'm feeling it. Wow. I'm feeling it. And I actually think as well, this is another bold, bold shout when I was thinking about it. I'm going to put Chelsea in sixth and I'm going to put Liverpool in fifth. Wow. So I'm basing that on, I think Chelsea have... They see a real opportunity in the Champions League. They see Real Madrid are the team you want to face out of those, you know, Man City, PSG, Real Madrid. You want Real Madrid, which not often you would say that. But I think Real Madrid showed last night they can be beaten. Um, even though, let's say, they drew nil-nil, they could have been two or three down. I think Chelsea will see that as a massive, massive opportunity and actually becomes their priority in, in the Champions League. Um, and... Should you know? I mean, either PSG or City get through at the final. It's, it's, you don't want to face either of them, really. But um, one game. Say, say Manchester City get through at the final. Manchester City Chelsea in a shoot in a shootout. I mean, that's a, it's the FA Cup semi final this weekend. I guess we'll know more about that. Uh, how how Chelsea could set up against Man City, but a final between Man City and Chelsea. I think Chelsea could could fancy their chances in that one. I think PSG maybe a step too far. Although even then, Tuchel's got inside knowledge. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. I think Chelsea have so, such a good opportunity in the Champions League this year, even if they are probably the least favoured of the four. I think their focus will go on to that, rightly so. Um, and I think Liverpool, with nothing uh, nothing else to play for, will see a chance to, to leapfrog them. Uh, and West Ham fixtures, um, they should carry them over the line. So that's my predictions. I'm going with West Ham third, Leicester fourth, Liverpool fifth, Chelsea sixth. Laugh at me in May when I'm completely wrong and Spurs finish second. <laughs> They're not. Sorry, Spurs fans. Um, just a quick shout before we round out. PSG Bayern. What a game of football. 
Wonderful. What Wonderful. A game it, of football. If the scoreline would have been larger, it, it goes down in the annals, doesn't it? Um, loved watching it though. Um, Bayern, even without Lewandowski, fought and scrapped, and and Muller did everything he possibly could to 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 change that result. And and then you've got Neymar and Mbappe, but Di Maria maybe outshining them both for me with his touches and movement. I was I was in awe of, of Di Maria um, when I was when I was a, a young a younger man. My mum. We watched the World Cup together when I was a kid and she Jeez. loved Di Maria. She used to chant his name, just like his name. And then uh, all came back All came back in that game. Di Maria was wonderful. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, his passing was awesome, wasn't it? In, in the way he found the other two guys. He is he is overlooked in, in, in terms of the three. Um, but what a footballer he is. I actually, I, I mean, it, it's splitting hairs really. But personally, I thought Neymar was the one for me who was just... That first half from Neymar in that second leg is one of the the best performances I've seen from a from a player in a long time. Um, he was so exciting to watch. Uh, hit the bar, hit the post. I've never seen two teams play so both play so well in a game. I mean, both legs. I'm saying this about as well. They they both played excellent football and, and played very very well uh, and it was very much a case of just one of only one of them could win uh, no shame from Bayern in defeat um, that was football I mean the Champions League can be sometimes surrounded by you know it's money and it's this and it's politics and they're trying to change it and all this sort of stuff ultimately that was 22 guys on a pitch just going hammer and tongs for it and that is what we love to see especially on a midweek especially this year of all years um, that brought a little smile to my face and a lot of faces I'm sure around the world um, Jake that was a pleasure thoroughly enjoyed that one I mean I enjoy them all but I enjoyed that one um, what's coming up in Match of the Day magazine this week give us the lowdown it is your last chance, Michael. If you haven't got your hands on our Stats King issue, uh, then, then you've got to do it now. You've really got to do it now. It's all the info your kids are going to need on the WSL, the FA Cup, and the world's top wonder kids. Um, and that's as well as the beautiful match tax extra on the front and those Champions League stickers. I got Haaland in my packet on my issue, and um, he's now on my suitcase. So uh, maybe you can uh, do one better. Maybe you can do one better. Very, very good. You've got Erling Haaland on your suitcase, which I'm... Uh, a lot of a lot of teams around the world would quite like to see Haaland in the suitcase um, but we'll see what happens in the summer we'll probably chat more about that as it gets to it uh, and of course you can come to radiotimes.com slash tv slash sport uh, for all of the latest sporting previews for events coming up um, we have the Formula 1 coming up uh, this weekend the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix I'm very excited for that one and uh, I was chatting to Mr Sebastian Vettel this morning on Zoom uh, I said that in a very northy. Sebastian Vettel, Nate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sport of Vettel this morning on, on Zoom. He was in good form. Uh, he's looking forward to this weekend, and, uh, and I hope you are too. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend, uh, next week, and uh, we'll see. I've totally ruined that one right at the end. Right at the end. We'll keep it in. Doesn't matter. Lovely to see you all. Uh, speak soon. Bye. 